Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Power Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Do you feel like sometimes you just need some refreshment or you just kind of need some like new like goals and new purpose or just like kind of just to be reminded of really who you are and that you're actually doing better than you think. And sometimes we just need some tips and tricks to be redirected way that God designed us, which is honestly usually right where we are at. We can beat ourselves up so much so that God doesn't even get an opportunity to come in and speak to us. So in this episode today, I'm going to be talking about keys to mental health and freedom that I feel that God has shown me and given me from the guests that I've had on this podcast. And then also my time as a mental health therapist in private practice. The Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to be with every single listener, be in this podcast. This is your space, God. We thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We thank you, God, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and that we have access to everything in the kingdom of God, that we're we're your children. And so we sit at your feet and we just say, fill us up, God. Give us wisdom. Give us revelation. Teach us what you want us to know. I pray that each one of you experiences a new sense of freedom more revelation and more wisdom in this episode. Um, And I pray, God, that you help speak through me exactly what it is that the listeners need to hear. Um, I pray for your marriages, for your families, um, for you to open doors and opportunities, and for you to be able to find the right people for encouragement and refreshment yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So thank you for those of you who have been listening and following me. If you are new to this podcast, I talk about mental health and faith and I combine that. Um, I have guests on and then I also do teaching. I would love it if you could follow me on social media. I'm on all the different platforms. Please subscribe and follow on Instagram, TikTok. YouTube. Um, and I do also have a book called The Brave Encourager, which talks about encouragement and pulling the gold instead of always pointing out the dirt in other people. So if you can check out that book as well, um, really appreciate your support and your following. So today we're going to be talking about the keys to mental health. And these are just keys that I feel that I got is showing me right now. And the first one comes from a teacher from the ministry school that I am attending called Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. Paul Manwarner is the guy who I got this from, and he talked about the word mental fitness instead of mental health. So this is number one, which is mental fitness. And it's shifting your mindset to really see mental health is like, it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. It's, we all have mental health, you know, so we have physical health, we have mental health, but then to focus on mental fitness, like we do physical fitness. And so we want to be doing things that really help us mentally, just like spiritually. So we want to have different practices. We want to have obedience. We want to have consistency. And really we want to kind of stretch a window of tolerance of being able to 
handle different emotions, be able to improve in our communication skills with other people. And this isn't going to happen if we don't actually improve our skill set and actually work on our mental fitness. Um, So I want to just throw out an idea towards some of you. If you've been in therapy, you've heard of this word called the window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance actually came from a man named Daniel Siegel. And he talks about this ideal emotional zone that we really could need to be in for optimal functioning. Um, And so when you're grounded, you can kind of manage your emotions more effectively. And when you're not, we can totally get off course. And so what this window of tolerance is, is there's like the, there's the top of it and then there's the bottom of it. Um, And there's kind of this zone. If you Google it, you can actually see pictures of this, um, of where the zone is. And so the, 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 the top is hyperarousal and the bottom is hypoarousal. Um, And hyperarousal is when you're in the state, this is where you're kind of heightened, you're agitated, you're anxious, or you're maybe really angry, you're overwhelmed, the emotions get high. And then hypoarousal is, or hypoarousal is when you're moving into the state that really can result in kind of like numbness, dissociation, or exhaustion. And you, you might be kind of feeling uh, depression or lack of energy. And so if we aren't working on our mental fitness, we can kind of go off the rails on either side of this and being able to work on our mental fitness so that we can improve on and skill set can help us to stay in that optimal ar- arousal, which is right in the center. And both this up and down can, is happening when we're kind of in fight, flight, or freeze response, when things can become overwhelming or underwhelming. Um, And so that's the first thing, shift your mindset to mental fitness instead of mental health. Um, So number two, number two is that we need to receive and not do. There's so much of us that, especially as Christians, we think we need to do things. And the key to being a Christian is being a son or daughter and receiving. And so this can start with, it, it depends on, I feel like there's some of you that God is speaking to you to say, slow down. And he's giving you that slow down for I am God. And it everybody has a different message. So I don't want to say that's not for everyone, but that's for some of you. But we really need to move out of this place of like doing, doing, doing. Like there's some of us that we can like volunteer, 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 volunteer. And it's like, how about just sit and soak, sit and receive and just be a kid and allow God to pour his love on you. It's so important for us to receive that love. Okay. Matthew 20, 28 says that just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life ransom for many, Jesus came to serve us. And we forget that that has to happen first so that we're filled up to then go the natural process from that is to serve others. But there's too many of us that are doing this without being filled up. And I want to just read First John 4, 7, where it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And if we keep going, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And in this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, sent his son to be the propitiation propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So that goes all the way to, to verse 12. So we need to receive this love so that we can then give the love. But if we try to do it without receiving it, 
we're going to be tired, we're going to be exhausted, and we're going to not have healthy mental health. Our mental fitness will be struggling. And number three is acceptance. Oh gosh, this is a big one. We beat ourselves up so much and we don't allow ourselves to really be accepted because of messages that we've experienced growing up or maybe bosses we've had or parents or even spouses or friends that have made us think that we're not enough. And the biggest message that we can get this from is ourself, ourself saying you're not enough, you need to do more. And so the problem that with this word acceptance is that I know there's already some of you saying, well, I'm not going to just give up and be lazy and not try. That's not what acceptance is. Acceptance is allowing yourself to say, okay, I'm enough as I am. I'm receiving the gift of salvation right now in this moment. I am loved and I'm worthy and I'm accepted. Then I can go work on things. I can be imp- improve things. But if we can't stop and, and realize that I'm accepted with who I am, again, it's the same thing as that receiving. It's hard. We can't give away what we don't have. And so accepting even in the worst place, like even if you stayed in bed all day and did nothing, you are accepted in God's eyes. God loves you. You are enough. You are worthy. So think about that. The worst thing that you possibly could have done or you have done, God accepts you and he loves you. There's no, oh, you need to do this better or you need to do, no, it's like he loves you, okay? And number four is identity. So we need to work on focusing more on who we are. And I'm going beyond a child of God because I'll say that I'm a child of God. I'm I'm a little girl sitting at his feet and I'll say that. But each one of us has this desire to be seen and known, okay? You know, we look in the mirror, we want others to see who we are and to pull the gold and say, wow, I see you, you're a a giant, you're a warrior, Um, you're so creative and and people to be able to see that. And so identity, I'd really want to encourage you to check out some of Jamie Winship stuff. His last name is spelled W-I-N-S-H-I-P and he does a great job of talking about identity and really getting out of the lies and focusing on who we are beyond I'm a child of God, but really getting into like, are you an influencer? Are you an encourager? You know, what is it that makes you tick? What gets you going where you're passionate and you're just dreaming? Those are the things that were, it it pulls on that kind of identity where other people affirm, yeah, that's you. You are so creative or you, you're, you're the out front person. You are such a, a networker, you are so talkative. You are the person that gets us all together. Like that's who you are. And so kind of figuring out who that is. Um, in first Corinthians 13, 12, it says, it says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And so there's this, I am known. Okay. And even Genesis, Genesis 1 27. So God created man as his own image. In in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So we're made in the image of God, but we become ourselves poured out into the world as a light, the way that God made us. So I am more of a people person. I love being around other people. I'm energized by that. Somebody else may not be. That's not a good or bad thing. It just is. There isn't a, like, you have to be the certain way or you shouldn't have to be the certain way. It's we need to embrace 
that's the way God made you and find out the things that really make you tick, that really get you going where you're like, that's who I am. And it's where you smile and you kind of giggle and you're so happy because it's like, that's me. There's like that joy that bubbles up inside of who you are. And number five is to be able to get at the identity, we need to break the lies that don't support that identity. Um, And this can come from messages of people who have spoken words over you that are not true. You're not enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not rich enough. You're not capable. Um, All sorts of lies that are not true, but you've adapted it as true and that you've lived in your life believing that that is true. This one, you might need some help because you might be like, well, that's true. That's who I am. And and you'd, and you'd not believe the, the truth of what God actually says. Um, so sometimes you need some help for, to find out like, what are those lies? Um, and simply what you can do is you can say, I break the lie that I'm not worthy in the name of Jesus. I declare that I am worthy. You can simply do that. Just say, I break the line in the name of Jesus and then declare the truth, declare the opposite of it. But we, to be able to know who we are, we got to be able to know who we're not. And so that's important to be able to break those lies. And so number six is that the Holy Spirit is your teacher. You can get a counselor, you can get mentorship, um, you can learn from different teachings, different people, but we've got to be connected to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to really teach us. Um, in 1 John 2.27, it says that the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teaches you, but at the same, that as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And so when we abide in the presence of the Lord and we're connected to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is literally there teaching you. And I think some of you have experienced this and haven't even realized that it was the Holy Spirit. Um, you've had connections with the Holy Spirit um, and God's like showing you like, well, take this job or don't take that job or, or call this person. Or all of a sudden you'll, the, the Lord will like remind you about somebody and you're like, why am I thinking about them? And it's because the Holy Spirit is there guiding you and saying, this person needs encouragement right now, or this person needs prayer. They're struggling. So the Holy Spirit really has always been teaching us, but we have to tune in to actually hear and to listen. And so to be able to like recognize this, it's important that we learn how to slow down, tune into the Holy Spirit, hear what God is saying instead of just talking, talking, talking and focusing out, but actually allow the Holy Spirit to do the work within us. Then the, there's so many things that the Holy Spirit does. Like one thing is deliverance. When that the Holy Spirit moves in us, there's deliverance that happens. Like, for example, you could be kind of like I was talking about lies, like there could be lies that shows up that you're not aware of, but all of a sudden you're like, Holy spirit, help, help me, help me to know what's, what's, what's going on. Why am I feeling like this? Why, why am I kind of feeling down or depressed and Holy spirit? If you, as you ask and invite Holy spirit, will show you the conversation you just had. You started to think that you're not loved and you're not worthy because of the way that person didn't act with the, you had expectations of how they should have act acted towards you. And so you can say, Oh, well, they love me. I break the lie that I'm not worthy. I break the lie that I'm not loved. I declare that I'm loved and I'm worthy. And so very quickly, you can move yourself through kind of deliverance 
when the enemy tries to come in. And the quicker you're able to do this and the sooner you're able to recognize the lies, the more you're able to flow in this place of just abiding with God all the time, that he's just abiding with you. You're knowing the voice of God. So in this, you do need to be in the word, be connected, be in worship. And so, because as you're in the word, the word will refresh you and give you truth. So then you're knowing what the voice is. When we're not connected to the word, to that voice, we then can allow the world to speak over. And then, because this is where some people will say, well, I'm not hearing from God, or I feel far away from God. Well, we could be in sin, or we could be falling with something that we're struggling with, or we maybe we kind of dove into some Netflix movies that, again, I'm not against this, but maybe you kind of got into it a little too much and you're not being refreshed with the word. And so again, it just to allow the Holy Spirit to be your kind of tuner, <laughs> to bring you back to the true voice of who you are, and then know the voice of the enemy, know the voice of the Holy Spirit, and then also when it's yourself as well. Okay. So the Holy Spirit's your teacher is number six. Number seven is that it's not about us. It actually is truly about Jesus. Okay. I think so. This is kind of one of the big things. This is a little bit deeper. I feel like so many of us, we don't ever really get healed enough to let God speak to us so that we can actually really know that it really is about Jesus. Um, we can get, we're so busy and so insecure and we're struggling with the lies that we don't even really know how free we really are, or even know that freedom is possible. The gospel can be so offensive and we don't accept it. And honestly, when we're struggling and we're needing deliverance from these lies, we, you know, the enemy stops us from even hearing the truth and allowing us to even know that freedom is possible and that it is, it's real. So the more that you keep diving into the word, you keep soaking and listening to the Holy Spirit, breaking the lies, hearing the truth, and you keep renewing your mind, which is what it talks about in Romans 12 too. The revelation of it being about Jesus becomes more real for you. I mean, there's times when I'm in worship and I'm like, I don't even want to pray for anything because all I want to do is just worship God and focus on him. And so that's when you know kind of God is starting to move in you. But for me, I can be in that place in worship and then all of a sudden, I go and I'm, you know, I'm in a different setting and it's like, I'm off of that. And I'm, I'm not in that anymore. So this is why the consistency is key and why we still need to keep focusing on the mental fitness. So just be happy. You have this great weekend at a conference or you had an awesome worship session or a great time at church. We still need to have that mental fitness. We have that consistency of attending to the truth and renewing our mind constantly to be able to come back to, Oh, it is about you, Jesus. We love you. You know, like, so it, again, it's this process. We, we keep doing this, this obedience of like attending to and seeking God and like basically living this life as a Christian. Okay. Um, and number eight, this kind of goes even deeper, which is the great commission. Now you have God's love. You've received God's love. You know that you're free and you're walking in this place of like, it's about you, Jesus. And thank you that I am free. You know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And now you go and you give it away what you have. You're a vessel of the Holy Spirit. You carry your cross and you follow Jesus. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you receive, freely you give. And the great commission, which is in Matthew 28, the very end of Matthew 28, it's when the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus told them, 
when they worshiped Jesus, when they went to him and they all were, were worshiping Jesus and some of them were doubting Jesus. And Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go and therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. And so Jesus is encouraging them and saying, I know you're doubting, but I am with you. I never leave you or forsake you. But he's also commissioning them. And this is what he's doing to us. He's commissioning us to go and make disciples, mentor your neighbors, mentor your children, the people that you work with, go and teach what you're now, what you have now learned. We go and we encourage other people. It's taking the Jesus that we know, and it's giving it away. It's not something for us to keep and to hoard. It's something for us to give away. Like I know there's some people that will say, my faith is really private and it's something that's between me and God. But when I read this verse, I'm like, I don't see that that's in the Bible. Like, I don't see that keeping your faith private is really a thing that Jesus wants us to do. I think in our healing process, that's that makes sense because if you've been wounded by other people and you've had so much trust that has been broken, and this is where I'd go back to the Holy Spirit's your teacher, let's get the deliverance, you know, allow up work on that mental fitness. But again, God uses broken vessels. So he wants you to be out there encouraging other people and, and still teaching and, and helping other people. And so even though you're not, you're, you don't have to be perfect in the kingdom of God. You know, he uses those of us, even when they're in, we're in the midst of our struggles. And so I just want to encourage you that you are so important and that God is commissioning you. He is calling you to be that vessel for others and that you are accepted just the way that you are. There's not something that you need to strive to do more that when you allow yourself to this acceptance and that you step into that place of I am loved just the way I am and the Holy Spirit starts moving in and through you and starts teaching you the outflow of healing happens. The outflow of confidence comes and you start to realize, oh, I need deliverance from that. Oh, that's a lie. And it's not bad things. It's like, thank you, Jesus, for revealing that to me. Thank you for showing that, that thing that I needed to work on. But you're in that space of acceptance and love. You're, you're freely, you know, able to forgive so much more when you're in this place. And so I feel like there's many of you that I feel like you think you need to like arrive or you need to do a bunch of things and I feel like God is saying, no, my daughter, no, my son, you are loved and you are enough just where you are at and allow God to just pour his love on you and his acceptance for you right where you are at. So I want to encourage all of you and pray for all of you to increase your stamina of loving yourself. I pray for a love of yourself and this acceptance of who you are. For there just to be a stirring in your heart and your soul to just be wherever you are at and be enough. That you could sin, you can not do anything, but God is saying, I love you and you're enough. And then as you allow yourself to believe that and accept that, then you step into all the things that the Holy Spirit does and teaches. So I thank you, God, that that peace that surpasses all understanding is coming forth right now in the listeners. 
Yeah, and that and that your hearts are being protected and and guarded. That your mind is being protected. And we just we just cast out all depression, all anxiety, all trauma, all the way to the cellular level in Jesus' name. Like even like I even feel like there's some of you that feel like you have something wrong with your personality and i just break that off right now in the name of jesus we break off lies there's something wrong with your personality right now in the name of jesus and i say that you are perfect you are whole god loves you and i just i pray for the holy spirit to start moving at a deeper level in each one of you to go to the depths of memory to bring healing to places you never knew needed healing for that to just start moving in your life. I just pray for a quickening of the Holy Spirit to come for you to find yourself in meetings and, and prayer meetings and a call or appointments that you're like, how did I even get here? If it's the Holy Spirit leading you, it's God guiding you because he loves you and he sees you, he's chosen you. And I pray that Philippians 4, 6 or 7 over you, that you will be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, your requests will be made known to God. And the peace of God that, that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. We thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing in each one of us and stirring our, our identity to be the way that you made us to be. And so I just pray for a revelation for each one of you in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at Heidi Mortensen lmft.com. See you at our next episode.